All right, this next week ahead, it's like we're getting some cosmic reroutes, but we're going to trust that we're ending up at our final destination, that maybe there is just something new in the scenery along the way that we had to experience some magic for us. Or maybe we're trusting that the detour is actually where we needed to go or that any blocks we're feeling are actually our blessings. Can we get into that? Can we feel into that? Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your Cosmic RX Weekly Energy Report. I am your cosmic consultant, Maddie Murphy, and I'm going to break down like why that's happening, what that means for you, and so much more. Just here to interpret WTF is happening in the cosmos and how does it affect you for this week ahead? And how can we use that energy to live your most authentic, aligned, highest vibe, healthiest, hottest self. Okay, so, so much is happening. I can't even get into announcements before I just give us a hallelujah, a cheers, a celebration station, because Mercury is finally direct. I mean, Mercury is not retrograde, and it's not even retro shade anymore. And normally, I'm really a kind of, I like Mercury retrograde. I think it's a magical, auspicious time. I still stand by that. I sign off on that. But ooh, child, this Mercury retrograde paired with eclipse season is a whole thing and Saturn square on us. It was a whole thing thing. Okay. So we're out of that. You might've noticed, you know, this podcast drops on the ninth. You might've noticed last week, like the first to the seventh, you might've felt like you were deep in the throes of Mercury retrograde all over again, because it was going back through those degrees and bringing up some old things, old lessons from the past few weeks. So we're out, we're through it. We're clear. We made it. Wow. Big inhale, big exhale for that one. So I'm going to get into, if you're new here, I'm going to be talking about the moon report for the week. That's your emotional inner weather. I'm going to talk about just the major things happening in the planets this week. And I just try and break down all the astrology mumbo jumbo into just simple, accessible, digestible language, I hope. So you can actually like understand what's going on, how to use it. And then of course, we always do a little look back. We talk about if astrology is not real, then why did all this stuff happen exactly? in alignment with astrology last week. Okay, before we get into any of that, happy just July, everyone. We're officially in it. We're in this juicy month of July. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of beauty, a lot of magic, a lot of creativity, a lot of abundance to tap into this month. But of course, because it's 2021, we got to work for it. And we have to go through some things that make us stronger or make us clearer or make us figure out what are the things that we don't need to hold on to anymore. It's a big theme of the year. Redefining structures, 
where do we need to make room for progress, for change, for future blessings? And it's not always easy. It's not always easy. It's not always easy, but it's not either that. Announcements. I don't really know. We have some things happening. We have some merch coming out. Stay tuned here. Make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter. We're going to drop all of yummy, like new limited edition retail things going on on our newsletter first. We officially got in touch with Susanna, I think is how we, I'm going to check on the pronunciation, from Costa Rica as the Gemini winner. If you want to be entered to win a one-on-one reading with me, then leave a rating and a review here on iTunes and make sure your Instagram handle is in the description so I can come find you when I select you as a winner. Okay, I'm going to jump right into it this week because you know what? (sighs) I've just been like through it. The new moon and cancer vibes we're in today, cancer season in general. I love it, but it's like an ocean. Anyone ever spends time in the ocean? It's a very complex relationship when you spend all day like in or around the ocean. You have moments where you're like, this is amazing. The sun is shining. There's a balmy breeze. Let's go for a dip. You're like, ooh, it's a little chilly. Amazing. Ooh, my belly button. And you make your way in and the ocean's holding you and you feel all that salt water cleanse and release you. But then like five minutes later, you could like get caught in a riptide or you could get like smacked in the face and caught in just some undertow of like five waves in a row and you have boogers coming out your nose your bikini is getting pulled all different directions get sand up in your you know unholy sun don't shine places maybe you like step on a crab or like oh my god what am i stepping on it's like the ocean just she keeps us on our toes she is powerful she is deep she is also nurturing she is the cosmic womb space and that's how i feel about cancer season it's truly a wild ride a roller coaster it's a wash spin dry cycle in like the cosmic washer machine and i want us to think about like i said for this week coming up mercury is direct so that's going to help us in our communications last week we had Mars opposing Saturn and you're making this T-square with Uranus and it brought a lot up to the surface. It brought a lot of tension up. There were some wild things that happened in the news. So I just want us to like check in. We might be physically really tired from that week, right? Like that was a lot that we went through. And like I said in my little teaser, we're all like experiencing in this cancer season, I think a little check-in around all the cancer season themes, home, family, cultivating security, cultivating safety from within, you know, being asked, how do we nurture for ourselves? How do we nurture our physical body, our energetic body? But a really big theme for this cancer season in particular for me is like, where can I release resistance? Where can I embrace flow energy? Meaning, like, what are the things that I'm making a struggle that maybe don't need to be? Or where am I making things more difficult than they need to be? Where do I need to let up a little bit and release a little bit of control or trust the messages I'm getting? If something's not working, I was talking about this with my business partner this week and she brought it up. It's like, sometimes you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and the universe is like, that's not yours. We have something better. You're wasting so much energy forcing something to happen. 
And cancer season is like, can I flow? Can I trust? Can I trust that any reroutes, any detours are for my highest good? Any blocks are my blessings? Can I trust that rejection that I feel during this time is actually my protection because there's something bigger and bolder and more brilliant and more aligned waiting for me? Like, can we do that? I went to Maine last week with my cousin to help her bring her daughter up to camp. And I really, we like literally had this happen to us like five times, with like transportation things. I was trying to force, you know, certain reservations to happen on a ferry or we were worried about getting from point A to point B in a certain timeline. And like every time we we're trying to force it, it wasn't working. And then we'd get this little message with this aha of like, oh, we weren't meant to be on that. Or that, that doesn't make sense. That would have actually cost us more time and money to do it that way. And we kept laughing to ourselves of like, we are so protected and we're so directed. We just forget all the times because we're so human. So I just want us to think about that. Like that's like my larger umbrella that I want you to take away and like think about everything that I'm going to bring up for this week is like is shelved under that. Okay. Like trusting that and just seeing where we hold on to resistance in our body to like the tightness that we feel. Cancer season just feels like, no, I flow, I soften, I surrender, I trust, I trust, I trust. I'm held in that cosmic womb space, held in that ocean. Okay. So before I get into the moon report, there's so much to talk about from last week. This is our segment. If astrology isn't real, then why the F do all these things happen? Okay, so you know what? Like <laughs> we talked about Saturn square Uranus happening to like the signature transit for this year, for 2021. It happens three times. During the first one, it was February 17th. Um, we saw a few things. It's all about like the old opposing the new and the old guard kind of like challenging the new progress and one, you know, like a tug of war between these two planetary energies. And we saw during that time, uh, Rush Limbaugh passed and we talked about that, a very symbolic, a lot of other stuff happened. And then uh, this last one on June, oh my God, I don't even have my calendar in front of me. It's like June 17th. A lot of things happened also in line with that. But then right when Mars opposed Saturn. I mean, that T-square with Uranus, a few things happened rapid fire. We saw Donald Brumsfield passed away and he was just really representative of that military complex of the U.S. Just some of the quotes he has about the U.S.'s, you know, dealings in war and how it approached other countries were just so like, outdated and so not empathetic, obviously, as you'd imagine. I thought it was just interesting just to see that, that timing. We also saw um, Mars square Uranus does create a lot of violence and a lot of tension. And this was very sad, but I saw there was like 230 people fatally shot over this 4th of July weekend. It's just so like, this is why I wish everyone knew about astrology. It's just things come up triggers happen during Mars square Uranus. It's really unpredictable energy. So again, we look back to look forward. So that way we know the next time we see this, we could just be extra safe and take extra precautions and have that awareness. It's just sad. There's not, you know, uh, astrology can't cure all these things. It takes us as humans to have the awareness, but just things I like to bring up. And we also saw a lot of people on Twitter. I'm not a big like tweeter. I listen a lot on Twitter, but I don't really have like the energy or focus or time to like tweet every transit out. But a lot of people, um, I'll shout them out, Cam White Astro's account and oh my God, who else was it? Talked about like fire and water leading up to this transit we had last week. And we saw literally the ocean was on fire. And then on 
TikTok, one of our community members, Arden, they sent me a TikTok of that astrology guy who I've never found before. And he was quoting a Vedic astrologer who was had said in like end of June that Mars and Uranus like represent like oil and fire and water and Jupiter and Pisces and like to look out for this. And it was just wild. I did not call that. I did not see that coming. I'm not taking credit for any of that, but I was like, damn, like Cam White said, he's like, it's almost sucks being so accurate about astrology sometimes because those pictures and those videos, if you saw them, it looked like CGI. It looked like a world, like apocalyptic movie. And that is it. Like that's the reality we're living in right now. What? And someone tweeted out like a meme that was like, yeah, so the ocean's on fire and we're just supposed to like go back to work and act like everything's normal. There's so many systems and so many businesses and organizations and structures that are just trying to steamroll ahead and act like 2020 didn't happen. Trying to act like we're not being at this like face at this crossroads of amazing like change and revolution and we're being asked to progress and people just want to go back to like, like sending, you know, people back in their cubicles, like eight to six, five days a week. I'm like, honey, no, like we're not going there. We're not doing that again. Like, mm -mm." and like climate change. I'm like, we have to pay attention. Like Uranus and Taurus is like, pay attention to the earth, pay attention to how we take care of it, our bodies, our food supply chain management and logistics. Like it's, it's just wild. That was so astrology on point. There were some other interesting things that happen. Astrology isn't real. The Bill Cosby news, again, super depressing day in the news that came out and the Britney Spears denial for her liberation. But that was also an old request for November. I see in her astrology, there are some positive things happening. She's going to get her. She's going to get her freedom. Don't us worry. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be overnight. She's going through a very parallel journey of like the US's Pluto return. I'll get into that at a different time. But Bill Cosby that day, my teacher Samuel Reynolds did talk about on Twitter that Yeah, he was going through uh, his Jupiter Uranus return, which could just be unexpected surprises. And it could really go either way, like just an unexpected fate twist. And that translated as his freedom on a technicality, which is just so fucking representative of the bullshit of our American legal system. I swear to God. Sorry, my like astrology isn't real. Stay are a little like they're a little downer. But you know what? This is it. This is what's happening around us. And this is what we have to be aware of and understanding the patterns, the larger like cycles that we're in. Also, one thing that I did think was cool is if anyone follows like the asteroids or Black Moon Lilith, there's an asteroid Algol at 26 degrees and Lilith, Black Moon Lilith is in Taurus at 28 degrees, which just means they're working a lot with Uranus right now. And this is all about like feminine energy coming, like coming for all of the people and systems that have desecrated feminine energy. So everything I'm saying is like kind of heavy and intense, but we think about that energy, it's like protecting earth or protecting children or protecting people who uh, have, you know, done any sort of misconduct manipulation around women's sexuality or their freedom or their sovereignty. And I thought that was very interesting as I was studying that this week, the next thing I like opened up on Instagram was this post that like, oh my God, who was like Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, and some other people are like joining together to create like a defense fund and like trying to free Britney. And I was like, look at all of these like pop icons from the late 90s, early 2000s, who are all like demonized by the media in some way, um, infantilized for their sexuality. But then the moment they grew up and took charge of their sexuality, they were demonized for being too sexual and then had labels thrown on them like 
being crazy or blah, 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 all the stuff from the tabloids. And I was like, that is really cool. So I would recommend Algol, A-L-G-O-L, look into it. And it's like an Amazon warrior asteroid, warrior S asteroid that was very like feared by the patriarchy, like an archetype that represents that. And of course, Black Moon Lilith, the demonized feminine who was kicked out of, you know, the Garden of Eden in mythology because she didn't want to bow to Adam. So look to uh, where you have 25 to 29 degrees of Taurus in your chart to see where these like powerhouse, dark femme energies may be fucking shit up for you and where you might be called to to like stand in your power or to like stand up for other people and their power in that way, especially things associated with the femme. Okay. So, so many things that was kind of like a lot. That's a lot, right? Oh, the last thing I'll say is if astrology isn't real, then why did Jeff Bezos step down from his role as CEO? The day he announced it was the day of his second Saturn return. His Saturn is in Aquarius, just like the internet's, and the internet is also going through Saturn return. I saw like a record amount of lawsuits are being filed against Google. We know Facebook's been in it. So it's just weird. That's just very in, very in alignment. And of course, if astrology isn't real, then why is Jeff Bezos a quadruple Capricorn? I'll leave that right there. But I love all my Capricorns for real. But seriously, it's like business building things. And he represents a lot of the shadow energy of Capricorn we're meant to look at internally in our society. So let's get into the moon report. Okay, let's talk about the moon. Who wants to talk about the moon? Me. Let's just take it down a notch, Maddie. You're getting a little... It's not really a super uplifting episode so far. Friday, the day this comes out, July 9th, the moon will still be in Cancer. Actually, the moon will be in Cancer and it'll be the official new moon. And this is... I talked a little bit about it on the last episode last week, so I want you to have it. But this new moon in Cancer, we're setting intentions around security, around safety. If you have any big things you want to manifest in your home life, in your living environment, moving, changing, upgrading, finding new occupants, uh, we're around family and building a family. This is a great time to do it. A new moon in Cancer is actually a great time to also set intentions around abundance, around, again, ease, flow energy. So just thinking about that, new moon in cancer, letting that energy direct you. Usually around the new moon, you'll feel where the new beginning is starting. And it's kind of asking you to sit down and put pen to paper and get really quiet within and be like, okay, I want to start this new beginning with intention. How do I want to feel? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to embody over the next six months, right? A six month cycle is starting Friday. So that's the new moon in Cancer. Then uh, we have that moon in Cancer goes through Saturday. In addition to it being the new moon, it's a great time to just take really good care of yourself. Eat well, be inward. Moon in Cancer days are good to be home. Like we said, there was a lot of hubbub last week, a lot of ups and downs. So just like chill out, you know, declutter your home, play, cook, sleep, read books, you know, like it's, I know it's summer, it's hot girl summer, but hot girl summer can also be like staying inside or hanging out on your porch and just like reading a really fantastic book with like some amazing snacks nearby. Moon and Cancer is also good days to like reach out to your family, check in on those you love. I'm going to get more into that with Mercury and Cancer. And then Sunday and Monday, we have Leo Moon Days. So talk about hot girl summer, the Leo Moon Days, especially we have Mars and Venus in Leo. Those are days like enjoy whatever like is coming up for you, like stoke your passion, seek what kind of lights your soul on fire. Those are great days to maybe dress a little boldly, go out, do some karaoke, post a sacred thirst trap, uh, Leo moon, like 
be cuddly with your lover or go find a new lover if you don't have one. And if you're doing anything creative, that's a great day to like promote yourself, be seen in the light, step into center stage. Then we have Tuesday and Wednesday, Virgo moon days. My disclaimer with Virgo moon days is being careful for being critical of yourself super, super like hard on yourself those days. That's kind of like a Virgo moon tendency. So we're going to be gentle with ourselves. We're going to focus on our affirmations. If you don't get our affirmation texts, what are you doing? You got to get them. They're free, but you can find that in our show notes. You can find it on our website. Virgo moon days are also great days to like get organized. If you need to, like I said, declutter your home, but declutter your inbox. Get like clear if you're working on a project and it's been seeming overwhelming or it's taking on a life of its own. Virgo moon days are a great day to streamline it, to create new strategy, to kind of put everything back in its like little container, whether that's physical or energetic. And then Thursday, moon and Libra. This is like for this right now with cancer season and all these planets in Leo, I'm going to say use your moon and Libra days to bring like balance and beauty in your life. I want you to buy yourself flowers, like go walk through a museum or an art gallery, like go to that botanical garden you've been wanting to go to, go to a sculpture garden and just like see how witnessing beautiful things helps you honor your inner beauty. It helps you bring your world like back into that harmony. Okay. That just feels really important for us to do right now. And Moon Libra days too, like are great days to plan like date nights or to have like an intimate little catch up time, a little cutie with your cutie. That's a great time to do it. Okay. So let's get into the planetary planning with our last few minutes here. Like I said, keeping in mind this larger theme that there's reroutes happening and cancer season is asking us to release resistance. Back to that ocean analogy. Anyone who's ever known, like if you go in the ocean and you're so stiff, like you're gonna get knocked down, but like part of like floating in the ocean, swimming, body surfing, regular surfing, sailing, anything you do on the water is like listening to the rhythms of the ocean, right? And like trusting it and moving with that and like kind of softening and becoming one with the water. If you like hold on to stiffness, like you're, it's not going to be a comfortable experience. And that's what cancer season wants us to do. It's like, where are we holding on to resistance? How can we let that go? How can we soften? How can we become like water that just moves around the obstacles, that moves around the hard things and just like trusting that that's actually a blessing for us, Right. The redirection, the rejection is our protection. The block is our blessing. All that stuff last week, it was tiring. It was intense. This is a week Mercury moves into Cancer, which is like, oh my God, thank God. Mercury has been in Gemini for a long time. Mercury has been in Gemini, I believe since May May 3rd. Okay, I have it here. Okay, May 3rd. So Mercury, just for reference, usually spends like four weeks in a sign. <laughs> Mercury's been in Gemini for a long time, for two months, a little over two months. And Mercury in Gemini moves very fast. Mercury likes to be in Gemini, but then retrograde, it's like, Imagine someone came to go to their favorite vacation place on earth and then they get COVID and has to be quarantined and can't leave their hotel room. That's like a little bit of what like Mercury retrograde in Gemini was or like a dog taking a dog to its favorite dog park and then like trying to hold it by the collar or by the leash and not have it just run free and play. So that's what we've been experiencing on a mental level in our communications and our connections and our technology. So that was fun, right? And now... Mercury, as it moves into Cancer, it's going to feel good because, well, in some ways, I'm not going to say good. I'm not going to quantify it. But Mercury and Gemini, 
is telling us a lot. Mercury in Gemini exposed a lot, right? Like we had everything from talk about like, you know, the free Britney thing came to a really like massive, much more like mainstream uh, news headlines. Like I feel like before this, everyone was kind of like, I don't know, is it a conspiracy? It doesn't really seem legit. We had Mercury in Gemini had a connecting socially in different ways. Gemini is a very social sign. And like that was, you know, May 14th, at least here in the US is when the CDC is like, oh, you don't need masks anymore. And we went from like, what? Like we went from zero to 100 back to socializing, back to seeing the bottom part of people's faces, back to being like open restaurants and theaters and all this like wild. It was just so fast. I think a lot of us were had like whiplash. So now Mercury in Cancer is going to be quieter. Okay. And I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to it. But Mercury in Cancer, our thoughts aren't going to feel super linear. We might feel a little cloudy. We might feel a little foggy. That's just part of it. But there is like a cooling off that's happening as we dip into these waters. And we can expect to feel definitely more emotional during this time and way more sensitive. So this is on July 11th. Apologies if I didn't say that. But on July 11th, Mercury enters Cancer. And what I want us to think about during that time is pay attention to the signs and the symbols. We had a lot of signs, symbols, serendipity moments, synchronicities during Mercury retrograde, and now noticing what comes up again. But this time it might be less like signs from the outside world, but it might be more like feelings or intuitive hits that you get. All right. So we're going to pay attention to all of that until July 27th. See, that's a very quick trip for Mercury and Cancer because we have such a long Mercury and Gemini. So we have, you know, just over two weeks to take advantage of this. And of course, anyone would tell you Mercury and Cancer can be a little bit more defensive, a little moodier, a little bit more emotional, passive aggressive. And we want to watch out for all of that. We also want to think about like, this is a really good opportunity to get in touch with our feelings, journal on them, process them, talk to people you trust, talk to a therapist. Like the more you get in touch with your feelings, the more you flow. The more you get in touch with your inner world, the more you can access your intuition. This is a time where you might feel also a little like imaginative, creative, poetic. You know, Mercury and Cancer, it's that watery energy. So noticing the ideas, the insights, maybe some of the, I don't know, like some of the beauty you want to create in the world. And this is a time where most importantly, all of your thinking, your cognition, your communications, your connections, I want you to think about them coming from the heart versus coming from the head, okay? And I want you to pay attention to the vibes you get. If you feel off energy when you enter a room, pay attention to that. If someone's giving you like weird feelings, listen. If you feel like not super sure about your next move or a project that you had committed to, and now you're like, I don't know, my body feels really off, like ask, what are you trying to tell me? And again, getting clear, journaling, talking it out, talking about therapist, coach, healer, pulling tarot cards, like stuff that can help you sort of give a language and give a way to interpret what your body is telling you. That's going to be really beneficial for these few weeks. It's also a great time to your Cosmic Rx, circle back with people you love. Gemini, Mercury and Gemini and Gemini season had us making a lot of new social connections or going out and maybe seeing more like acquaintance people. Mercury and Cancer, while the sun's in Cancer, is like actually like spend time with people you love 
spend time with the inner crew, whether that's because you can retreat and just be yourself with them and just rest and restore. Or maybe those are your people and they take care of you and you want to take care of them and you want to like kind of use your time and energy with the really meaningful people in your life who give it back to you, right? Like my mom always said, every relationship is like an emotional bank account and some people make a lot of withdrawals. And they're in the red. And some people, you know, make posit and withdrawal and it's beautiful as a beautiful exchange. So like notice who are the people who deposit in your emotional bank account and go send them a deposit, you know, go send them some love and pay attention to that. All right. That's really important. It's a very cancer like RX. Pay attention to those who are not always withdrawing from the old EBA. And yeah, check in on your friends, show them a little compassion and care. Listen, we've all had a rough ass year and a half. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how positive you are. I don't care how great your life seems on paper. We are still in this global panda bear, okay? And it doesn't mean just because there's less mask rules, which I mean, I just saw that Japan declared a state of emergency. And I talked about in the podcast that come the end of July, early August, we might see some more social restrictions. And I'm just like, brain if you are able to and you're healthy and you can get vaccinated and you haven't i just feel like it's important or at the very least be super super safe all right the pandemic is still going on and even though we're moving out of it socially a little bit doesn't mean that we're not feeling the loss the grief the stress of it so let's use this mercury and cancer time to like take really good care of ourselves and check in on like that inner circle okay check in on your strong friend check in on your strong family members and take care of those people whether they're your blood family or your chosen family. Okay. And notice too, during Mercury and Cancer, you might feel super nostalgic. Like pay attention. If you're like, oh my God, I really want to like make this weird meal I haven't made in a while. I want to pull out an old like Nancy Drew book and bring it to the beach. Or I want to go through some of my old clothes and like restyle them or something like, or revisit an old trend. I saw some meme that was like, all the styles nowadays are basically people who were teenagers in the late 90s, early 2000s, and like now able to dress who they wanted to be then and just not give a fuck. And I was like, I totally resonate with that. So do that. Be nostalgic. Tune back in. Reflect on your childhood. Maybe something that happened then will help you make sense of what you're going through now. You do what you need to do. Heal. Process emotional wounds. But also like rediscover some of the joys and comforts of those childhood years. Like go run in a sprinkler. Okay. And this is it. And Mercury and Cancer, the last thing I'll say is like, if you're working on something creative or something from the heart, spend time alone. All right. That helps you have your channel, feel clear and open. Definitely a time to honor your boundaries. I did a solo episode about that. And this Mercury and Cancer time, it's quick. It's a quick little blip in July. And it's like your permission slip from the planets to just like relax, stay home and do you. Okay. Do you, boo. Of course, like I mentioned, the things to look out for the little heads up, the little forewarned is forearmed. Like I said, Mercury and Cancer can make us take things personally. The littlest criticism, the tiniest, subtle, snarky tone or a less than favorable Instagram comment can make you spiral (laughs) into a place of self-doubt or beating yourself up. So just not going to lie. It can make us feel moody. This is your time to, again, practice healthy boundaries, direct communications, honoring your feelings, trusting what your body needs. I promise you, if you do those things, there'll be less of the the aforementioned, the former little uh, side effects of mercury and cancer. Okay, so take time to check in with yourself. What do you need to self-regulate? What do you need to self-soothe? Figure it out. Write it down so you don't forget. 
put it in a note section on your phone. Because the thing about being triggered or having that unhealthy emotional response, when you're in the moment, it's very hard to like be clear and remember what your tools are. So write them down, record them for yourself. That's it. That's your basic. There's some other things happening, but those are your big transits for the week. Those are the really important things to focus on. I love hearing from you. Let me know your if astrology isn't real moments. Slide into my DMs. Let me know how you're liking the podcast. If you're feeling like nostalgic, Mercury and Cancer. If you're feeling anything where you're being called to like understand that your block is truly your blessing, let me know. I love hearing from you and it so validates this work and just helps me like fall more in love with how held we are, right? How I guess in the beginning, we're so directed, we're so protected. We just need the reminders of it like over and over again because our minds are are wild. Our minds are wild beasts that just go off in any direction they want. So like I said, I'm gonna say it one more time. Trust the reroutes, trust the detours. Your rejection is your protection. Your block is your blessing. We are embracing flow energy flow. We're surrendering. We're trusting. All right. So let me know how it goes. Stay cosmic. Go slay this week and I'll see you next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.